everyone and welcome to this edition of our podcast series where we're covering what's exciting in telco marketing, what are the best practices and what are the changes that senior marketers and business leaders are seeing in this space. And with us today, we're really excited to have Pradeep Srivastava, who has over two decades of successful senior leadership experience turning around and rapidly growing businesses and establishing brands in a multi-country and multicultural context. And he's managed large format operations, including telecom in Indonesia, India, Bangladesh, Nepal. He's a member of the board of directors at Excel Axiata, was CCO at Roby Axiata and Encel Axiata, and um, has held titles such as president marketing at Geo and CMO at Idea Cellular. He started his career with FMCG in India in Hindustan Unilever as SBO head in the foods division as well. And he definitely has a very strong work ethic and a number of innovative approaches that he's used and a can-do attitude in building high-performance teams to grow businesses in really competitive markets. So thanks so much for joining us today, Pradeep, and um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Well, thank you for the invite, uh, Jesse. Great. So, you know, when we were chatting before the show, you talked about how platform-based businesses have changed customer expectations from business. So based on this learning, you know, what are some of the CVM initiatives that you consider impactful? Jesse, I, I think we need to quickly look at the context as far as telcos are concerned over the last 20, 30 years, we have successfully transformed societies, first with voice, uh, which is now connecting people globally anytime, anywhere. And now, of course, data is our new core, with combined with web, with social media, with smartphone ownership, is taking everybody's life to a digital life. But last decade, I must admit, has been very challenging for telcos as consumers don't want to pay for voice. An investment in data made by us has not been fully monetized. Now, heavy traffic of OTT and the new age digital services have taken consumer from connectivity to productivity to commerce and a lot more. So this is the state as far as the telco business is concerned. But if you look at it more dispassionately, we need to realize that it is not our journey as telco, but consumer's life's journey. You know, while most of the telco continue to operate as legacy player, consumer life and their experiences have changed dramatically because of their experiences in integrated platform businesses. You know, you can take example of Amazon for shopping, Uber for transport, or even companies like Booking.com for travel, or even micro loan on the spot or OTT experiences as telco, we have a lot of catch up to do on such experiences and go beyond what we have been offering our own services to become a truly platform-based integrated service. You know, our slogan, to put it openly, have telco product, will sell. Or an attempt and an appeal to say, please stay back with us for more bargains and more offers. Now we have to really start looking at how we become more relevant for consumers. You know, how can we help enrich and elevate their life? How can we help them influence their own social network? How can we ensure that we give customized services? So more beyond pushing what we have to offering a wider partner ecosystem and let consumer choose what they wish to consume and for which they are willing to pay. So CVM, the question you asked, it is much 
more going to be successful if it is outside in view, customer's view, their outlook, and if they are willing to pay you for that. If we can profitably identify certain consumer segment, then we would be able to win markets of the future. So beyond selling what we have, we need to offer what consumer segments need in a manner that integrated platform allows them experiences that they're getting from all other players. So this is something we must keep in mind. We can't keep peddling and pushing our products. So I hear what you're saying. And here's it, you know, what I'm actually taking out is that you're saying that the seller's view of the customer lifecycle is not a sustainable approach, right? And that's something that I think we've had for decades. So what would you suggest is going to replace this model? If I can't look at it from a seller's view, what's the kind of view I should have? You're absolutely right. The seller's view is absolutely not sustainable. And we have seen it. We have experienced it. Now, first, we have to change our own mindset. We need to understand that we don't own the customer. I can't say I have this customer, so I'll push my product. Your customer has their own busy life. It is she who gives us a chance by picking up our services. And she can make choices between fixed broadband or mobile broadband. And within that, choose brand A or brand B. Sometimes you see consumer flirting with different options based on service experience, network quality, price points. So first, we have to acknowledge the consumer is giving us a chance. The consumer is having that choice. In every single, virtually every single consumption occasion, because they keep changing the access point that they have depending on where they are. And we need to ask ourselves, how are we adding value to their life? I have experience in Indian subcontinent, in Indonesia. And if I try to crystallize what we have offered, it's about offering a price. It's about offering a data quota, offering a validity, plus sometime essentially giving more discounts for a quick fix, basically to retain customers. Now we need to step aside and examine the context and the wider ecosystem and services on why a consumer or a unique segment of consumer wishes to use us and ask ourselves, how can we enhance consumer experience and their choices? It is their journeys, their life is not about our product and peddling our product. Now, the ecosystem expected by youth, for example, is very different from a homemaker or from overseas foreign workers or for tourists or for SMEs. We can't just be peddling 10 GB of data. Oh, no, no, I'll give you 50 GB of data. Don't worry, I'll give you 100 GB of data. Not the data the consumer is consuming. They are having a certain life which needs to be enriched and we need to step in their life and become more relevant in their context. So for many segments, there are so many of them that we have to make some hard choices. We need to make decisions on which are the most profitable segment, most largest segment, where we can build on our unique strength as a telco. It's a tough journey, but my experience is that at least in say, Indian subcontinent market, if we can build a relevant ecosystem for these consumer segment, it provides an immediate opportunity and lock-in. The consumer says, okay, you are recognizing me and okay, maybe you have basic needs of mine, but you are servicing me with those needs. I go with you. So essentially, we have to put ourselves in customer shoes in terms of unique segments and create offers for them. I guess that's what we have to do in terms of changing our own mindset. Speaking of change of mindset, I think there's a huge shift taking place in the telco industry. And you've actually worked in so many countries, India, Indonesia, Nepal, Bangladesh. I think it's been a while since I've picked up my phone to actually make a voice phone call. And I think worldwide that 
is a trend which we are seeing in terms of voice revenue declining. So is this something that you're also seeing in the geographies that you've worked in and how are telcos addressing this? Because this is a huge business model shift for you guys. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, see, uh, telco have innovated over decades uh, to offer voice services. It's been 20 to 30 years now, but we need to accept this change context you just talked about. You know, with very high smartphone penetration, very low cost of access to data, access to OTT services, consumers do not want to pay for voice services when they can actually get it free. Sometimes with enhanced video calling features, with conferencing facilities. So why would they pay for it? So this is a global phenomena. Somewhere voice have become irrelevant and somewhere it is in the process of becoming irrelevant as far as traditional telco paid voices are concerned. Our challenge is that even our new core data is not giving the profitability based on the kind of investment we are making, even though the data consumption is exploding from single digit to high double digit in terms of GB of data per month. We have no choice, but we have to go to a new core and transform. Now, technically, we can retain our customer, voice customer, by bundling it with some telco data products, getting a fixed revenue for unlimited voice, or even bundling digital services. But at best, these things are short-term measures. We can't sustain them over time. We need to acknowledge that. Now, this is a change of a magnitude, which is going to be very difficult. And I dare say a painful metamorphosis. We already have a very large network of consumer. And let's talk, take stock of what we have. We have a very large network of consumer in hundreds of millions of customers. Now, can we simplify this network? Is easier said than done, but can we declutter it? Can we delayer it? Can we convert it over time through investments into intelligent platform businesses, which Let's take an example. Supposing this entire network of ours is blockchain enabled to get financial transactions done for our own ecosystem of customers, or perhaps we can have some quick APIs for integration of OTT services, because right now it's a long drawn and a complex process to integrate these uh, popular services, or we can examine can we become the people who give consumer identity? You know, we talked about mobile number as an identity. So, can we give that? Can we give assurance? compared to open Wi-Fi networks of data security, data privacy. So there's so much that telco networks can offer as long as we can create a powerful, intelligent platform. Now, the moment we have that, then we have to also layer it with new skill sets like data science and help digital life explode for customers just because we see some handful of things like a shopping here or a OTT there. It doesn't mean that this is the beginning and end of all consumer segments. There are very large number of localized segments, very, very niche services, hundreds of thousands of micro seg segments and applications and all that and more can be commercially viably done if we can convert our network into intelligent networks. See, telcos have no choice left anymore. If we leave it unattended, we are going to become a passive network of infrastructure. And we will not be able to even give a credible collaboration slash fight to the hyperscalers who are actually riding on our own network to create the scale that they have created. So I know it's not easy. I know that it's going to take a time, but we have to become more rather than less relevant in consumer's life. It is a necessity. It's a difficult part to take, but many, many services of future 
can come if we can convert our network into more intelligent network rather than the current hybrid network. So there is a possibility, but it's going to be a tough journey. And I think it would be incorrect for us to say, give up, or it will be incorrect for us to say, okay, let's remain a dumb pie. So we have to really ask ourselves, can we leverage that massive network of millions, hundreds of millions sometimes customers that are there on our networks? I hope that answers your question. It does. And you mentioned that, you know, you don't want to be a dumb pipe. And I totally get that. And I think the telco industry has been very good at reinventing itself because I was actually handling the marketing for RPG Cellular when it launched in 1996 in Chennai. Right. At that time, our biggest challenge was getting people to use the phone to make phone calls because I think it was rupee 1680 per minute. So nobody wanted to use the phone. So, you know, from there to now when voice is not being considered, it's a very short time actually that this whole transformation has taken place but you know so i think this industry generally does understand transformational changes both for itself as well as for others and what i wanted to ask you was look you don't want to be the dumb pipe you want to treat customers smartly so i would imagine data is key to any differentiated marketing that you wanted to do. And you talked about it when you said that the youth are different, tourists are different, everybody's different. And yet you're going to have to figure out how to treat them differently and also to identify them. So any perspectives on how marketers can use data and MarTech to actually offer and realize the potential of these customized offerings? I feel that uh, telcos have depended a lot on a wide spectrum, one shoe size fits all, a mass market approach. But that has irreversibly given way to more sharply defined offers that are needed today for very, very clearly articulated segments of consumers. You know, consumer is making choices today. It is making choices beyond picking up from telco brand to a fixed mobile convergence, or I gave an example of voice shifting to OTT data virtually free and maybe with elevated experience of video. So when we look at this changed context, uh, many telco do not have a powerful analytics culture or capabilities or be able to take real-time action based on the insights that are really coming out in very large data set of consumption. Now, I'm quite conscious of the fact that when I make a statement like this, many people in telco industry will say, you know what, we have analytics capabilities, maybe you don't have it. So let me just challenge them. Let me ask them to benchmark themselves against not their competitor or against other countries of telco, but benchmark yourself against data science capabilities of, say, Microsoft or Google or TikTok or even Meta. These are not irrelevant comparison because virtually half of our telco data traffic is consumed by these and other OTT players. They are using our network and they have those capabilities and hand on heart, we have to ask ourselves, do we have that culture? Do we have that investment? Do we have that capabilities? Do we stay strong, stand strong against these people or do we collaborate with them and work with them? So we need to really move forward in real-time decision-making, go much more granular in terms of what the consumer wants, create more informed decisions, and do so in a cost-effective manner because 
this micro segment may be able to pay us more or some time less. And we need to keep pushing the boundaries of data capabilities where undoubtedly telcos have fallen behind compared to these hyperscalers. It's a journey, but we have to push forward every single day to build our competence and take more informed decision. Today, we are not there compared to the kind of benchmark companies I mentioned who are using our net. We have a bit of distance to travel on. That. So how would you say real-time data is fueling innovations in your industry? I mean, I, I know that others are doing it differently and they have different data pipes for that matter. But if I look at the telco industry, you guys have a lot of data as well. So how are you using real-time data? And if you're not, or if you're not reaching your full potential, what would you say are the barriers to that? First, we need to accept that the consumer across digital categories are actually taking real-time services, instant gratification. I gave example of OTT content, etc. And these platform businesses, these digital apps are making it possible for them. As if that's not enough, social media is fueling the instant everything right now culture. Even very evolved bots are interfacing with consumers, identifying their needs, completing real-time transactions. This is the context in which telcos are operating today because this is the context of the consumer who is consuming these services. Now look at our markets. I'm, I'm, I'm more familiar with Asian markets. In telco Asian market, majority of the transactions of customer recharging, for example, buying our packs, for example, are taking place through the traditional channel intermediaries where a consumer makes a planned purchase. I go to an outlet and I buy that. At a time when we had large number of not so digital savvy customers wanting to have assisted purchases, this was valid. But today things have changed. In other categories, the same consumer is using their smartphone to consume the service real-time basis. Sure enough, there are some digital intermediaries who are also in the play now, but we have to ask ourselves a question that analysis, data consumer profiling, understanding of their consumption behavior comes only when we deal with the customers directly, not in terms of a delayed purchase at a retail counter or in terms of going through the digital intermediaries selling our product. So the question we need to ask ourselves is, even if it takes a long time, how can we move at a faster pace of reaching out to customer, going direct to customer? This will help us offer and incentivize them services based on their own profile, their past consumption pattern, and offer more suitable product to build on that. And as I mentioned earlier, it is not about our product. It's about the wider ecosystem we have to offer because nobody consumes data. They consume content. They consume conferences. They consume commerce. So we have to really become a part of or incorporate a larger partner ecosystem so that that partner ecosystem can be understood. So in the short run, we have to go more direct. And short run means it may take several years because even today, the dominant purchases are not on consumer app. Just because you and I do it doesn't mean the man on the street is doing it. They still go to the retail counter. They still buy it from there. So this has to change at a faster pace. But you know, real magic, Jesse, is going to be unfolding. A real multiplier effect is going to come when we integrate telco consumption data and profile with other databases and geographically go to micro grids to understand those patterns. You know, it could be the census data, it could be a social media consumption, it could be shopping behavior or a credit card purchase history, 
and integrate and pool in all this available accessible data to create a stronger profile of the customer. And once we do it, then we would be able to unleash and open many more highly customized solution for the customer. And it's not something easy. I know that in my previous uh, experiences, repeatedly we have tried to integrate data, but these are early days. When we do it, then the rich data we have on where is a consumer, what are they consuming, it can dramatically alter the way the large services of e-commerce is getting done today to uh, services which are still going to unfold in the years ahead. So we need to really examine how this difficult journey can be taken by us to ensure that we have more powerful outcome in a manner that is most cost effective, where telco services are a part of overall scene and not the, the, the beginning and end of the journey for telco executives. Yeah, that's a huge and broad and very sweeping perspective. And, and I can see the potential, right? I mean, the telco knows that I attended a concert and, you know, they could make it very relevant if they could also tie up with e-commerce to target people who are going to a concert. So I get that. Um, so a lot of excitement in your space is what I would say. Um, so I have a last question for you, which is, you know, you've got a very diverse, broad experience uh, geographically as well as industry-wise. So what advice do you have for marketers and dealing with the changing um, rules or aspects of customer loyalty? What yeah, advice I, would you give them? I have no advice to give. I can just share my own experiences and the kind of aspiration I have in terms of how we need to do business. You know, with several choices in customers' hands today and their rapidly changing context, as far as our core telco products are concerned, consumer is saying, give me more for less. They're shouting. We can always try to ignore those voices, but customer is saying, just give me more data, charge me less, give me free voice. So the innovations which are taking at a breakneck speed, if we don't cater to their requirement in a reformed or a revised manner, someone else will come and offer consumers something better, something faster, and something cheaper. Or sometimes somebody may give a highly differentiated niche experience to consumer, and they may be willing to even pay a premium for those services. So we need to first acknowledge that pushing more and hoping that somebody will pay more for it, those days are over. Now, another fantastic development that is taking place in the years ahead, maybe a couple of years, maybe three, four years, is that the 5G networks will get launched globally across markets. Now, beyond speed, which seems to be a common understanding, the known 5G use cases show that there is going to be sharply defined solution for consumers. And there are still many more going to develop as the ecosystem builds up. So ecosystem could come up uh, to enhance consumer life, could be health, it could be education, it could be entertainment. You know, even three-dimensional web is going to really change the way consumers are looking at things. Even metaverse, maybe it'll take a longer time, is going to really redefine the way consumer experience uh, many things in their life or in their virtual lives. So future is going to be very exciting and it will happen at a pace faster than we expect. How do we get these future customer. You know, we identify customer, look like a high potential customer. Can we be servicing them better? Can we create ecosystem for them so that 
even in the 4G era, if you create an ecosystem version 1.0, then over a period of time, these ecosystems are going to grow. I gave example of youth, women, etc. These ecosystems are going to grow and they will start appreciating the offer we are making. And in a 5G era, it can be even more enhanced service. If we want loyalty only on voice and data, we need to recognize that it is a highly commoditized experience and there is going to be very high cost to somehow create a loyalty for the consumer. And there's a limit to which you can possibly do it in terms of ensuring stickiness of the customer. So building ecosystem, building digital communities, which are seamless in their potential upgrade to 5G era, this is what has to be triggered now. We can't be triggering it three years down the line. It has to be triggered today so that we can take consumer from the current combination of experience in the ecosystem to perhaps a more elevated and more comprehensive experience over a period of time and create more compelling and sustainable advantage and become the go-to brand or go-to service provider and hopefully become ensure that they become temporarily loyal to us. So we have a long way to go. The, as you rightly pointed out, Jesse, that the industry has reinvested invented itself again and again. And obviously, there has been a down phase for the industry with free voice and a huge amount of data. It needs to change. We need to move towards a large segment of consumers and start creating very, very well-defined ecosystems for them. And 5G is going to transform them in a big way. This is the only... Uh, appeal I have for people because obviously as a telco professional of two decades, I'm very keen that this industry prospers and grows and really changes the way uh, consumers live, play, work, the way we had done it in the voice era and availability of data era. So I guess that's all I have to say at this stage. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been great speaking with you, Pradeep, and you've covered a huge amount of ground. And um, totally, it's been an amazing journey from voice to experience. And I think you've lived the change and are continuing to live the change.